sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. Hey guys, Tate Stevens here, and as always, AJ Kronk. I don't know how to say <laughs> Already drank my drink. Already drank your drink. Yeah. Uh, anyway, hey, listen, this is part two. I'm, so far, it's been pretty good. We've yeah. got through the mid, that early to mid 90s. Yes. With the first part. So, this second half is going to be from that uh, early 2000s, from the 2000s on. Yeah, kind of. And those stories, man, it's just, it's great. Uh, and, and like I said, he's a good dude. He's a good, good, good dude and great singer, great player. Just, yeah, it's awesome. So, I mean, hopefully, you guys enjoy part two. Yeah, I, I got to ask real quick before we go on. On the Reloaded one, did you guys play that stuff? Yes, we played every note of that. Okay, that's every what, that's on, what I, on Reloaded and and uh, uh, twenty years and counting. All of that stuff is us. We yeah. we had to show them that by God we can fucking play. We can actually play our <laughs> we, own stuff. We know? can do this. This is what, yeah. This is kind of what we do. This is kind of our yeah, thing. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I know. Weird to you guys. <laughs> Sit in the office and fucking do whatever. We actually do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we were in the early 2000s coming out of the sony deal so here here's the thing 2000s music that early 2000s was still really big you had the tracy lawrence's and the mark chestnuts and the clay walkers and they were still at the top of their game at that point right they're still yeah. making hit records still mm -hmm. Very in the in the what's going on in country music. Of course, George Strait was always forever and ever. But oh, yeah. but you know what I mean. You were starting to lose the Randy Travises. You know, Three Wooden Crosses was about the end of the line in that early two thousands mark for like Randy and those kind of people. Sure, Alabama would throw out something that would kind of stick a little bit here and there. But it was it was the new the new here come the new generation of country artists right. So you yes. guys are on the tail end of the '90s, coming into yep. the 2000s. How did? How, okay, so now you're Sony's out. You're out. Sony's out. Now it's Ricochet. We're independent artists now, right? Yep. So yep. how do we make this work? How do we still? How do we still r ride the success that we've had? We have hit records. We're still a viable band. We're still playing great music. We're still doing. We're still good at what we do. Mm -hmm. How how did that early two thousands mid two thousands look? I mean, how was it? I mean, sure. Now you get to do whatever you call. You're calling your shots now. You don't have anybody yeah. telling you what to do. Sure, you probably still had a management company at that time. You're still working through a management company. They're kind of doing their thing. What were you a uh, APA or a CAA artist or uh, your CAA for us, but uh, creative artists. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you're, you're still, you're still, you're still working, but you didn't have that label. You didn't have that money push. You didn't have, you know, so how, how did the, that mid two thousands thing, how did that work? Well, 
That's and, and honestly, Tate, that was the toughest part of our career. That's when we didn't have anybody to blame but ourselves. That's when we realized that it, the music we pick is going to be our choice. Right. The music we choose to record, all of all our, ours, uh, what we choose to put out to radio, our choice. And uh, the way we choose to promote it, our choice. So what we did is we went, we, we put together a little budget, small budget. We decided that we were going to be the, the musicians since we were a band, we were going to play. Right. We hadn't got to do any of that. Like I told you earlier, I was the only one that played on the first album. I was the only one that played on any of the Sony stuff. And it was just a song here and there. You know, they wouldn't let me play everything, but it was just a song here and there. Um, and Greg Cook was the only one that, and on the second album that got a cut. And then me, Greg, and Eddie Kay got three separate songs, uh, all co-written with other writers, cut on the third album. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it comes time for us to start making our own decisions we uh, recorded a few. We decided that the smartest thing to do for us would be a semi-greatest hits type album. A song called Reloaded. Ricochet Reloaded. Yep. And a song, I said song, an album called Reloaded. So what we did is we went in. Our re-record clause had expired on our contract. Now, for those of your listeners who don't, who don't really know what a re-record clause is, when you sign a recording contract, there comes a, there's a certain term that has to expire before you are able to go in and re-record any of those songs again. Mm. That Sony kind of has a, has a hold, had a hold on those songs before we were able to go and re-record them. And basically the only ones that we really cared about re-recording was the hits. Yeah. Yep. So we went in and re-recorded all the hits since the re-record clause had expired. And then we recorded a few new things. I think the reloaded album was one of our best projects maybe because I was so close to it. I, it may not be sonically as, as pleasing because we were on a budget. We couldn't spend as much money on, on the mix time, the, uh, uh, the mastery the, time uh, and all that production, all the post-production stuff, the, you know, the mastering, all that. But you know, if you turn it up loud enough, <laughs> it still sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, and, and that's, that's the thing. It, it, and, I, I figured you guys played on that just because of the re-recording part of it. And most artists, when they re-record their hits, they re-record them the way they're used to singing them live. Absolutely. I perfectly did not do that. Mm -hmm. I wanted each and every note to be exactly the way it was recorded originally. Right. And so we, I went in and relearned all the guitar parts just to make sure I was playing them exactly right. But then again, you know, there was certain things. For example, Dwayne Dupuy, our keyboard player at the time, he wanted to put some, he was he big into B3 as opposed to just acoustic piano. So he wanted to put some B3 stuff on there. So I said, yeah, why not? Let's try it. And so you might hear some B3 on the re-recordings that wasn't there on the original recordings. Right. You know, it's, it's down, it's way down in the mix, but it's there. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you know, our, our fiddle player at the time, Jimmy Herman might've done something different on the mandolin on, on love is stronger than pride or whatever. Right. Then, then what, what, then what, uh, uh, Larry Franklin did, uh, when we, originally recorded it yep. but you know we I, I made damn sure i was there for almost every second of every recording session that what went down on tape was practically the exact same thing that went down on tape 10 years prior to that you yeah. know and, and, and so i'm yeah. proud of that reloaded album i really am for that reason only it's it's a it's a nice uh shining up if, if you will, kind of a polishing of the old songs and new technology. Yep. And the vocals were still spot on. We sung, I sung it exactly the way I did on the original recordings. And the guys that sung, put harmonies on me 
did the exact same thing that they, that they did on the original recordings. So we, uh, uh, we just kind of polished up those great old recordings, but made them sound new, you know? Uh, okay. So you said that there were, so Eddie was out at that point on the reloaded thing. You, yeah. Eddie so. was already out by that time. So was, so was Jeff and junior. Okay. All right. So and basically it was just me and Greg and, um, uh, well, I guess that was it. Just, uh, we were down to a five piece by that time. We didn't, we didn't replace junior. Well, yeah, yeah, we did. We, we, we replaced him with, uh, a guy named Jimmy Herman. Okay, hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. This is gonna be fun. You might have to. You might have to check me on this. No, no, no. Hold you on. Hold on. Hold on. So it, it's it's one of those things. Like people think that what we do is easy. Oh yeah, they think it's all fun and games. They think that we show up and everything's there, and mm-hmm. we just walk up and we do our thing. Sure, yeah. we gotta tune our guitars or plug them in. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But you know what I mean. But it's there's no work in that. You know, where's the work? Where did you yeah. guys? How do you call that? A, how do you call that working? You know what I mean. <laughs> they they don't understand the sure the hour and a half two hours that we're on stage. That's not work. That's fun. That's what we. We don't get paid Absolutely. for that. Yeah, that, we don't that, get, part, that part is fun. Yeah, we don't get paid for that part. No, it's it's the other twenty two hours of the day that we're getting paid for, you know, the traveling and, and the setting up and the sweating and the, the, the terrible food that some of these people want to try to feed us. Oh, dear Lord. And, dear Lord. But you know, I, we just, we just got back from North Dakota and, uh, there's no the good, show, there's zero good food up there. Well, especially at the casinos, especially oh, at the casinos. God. And I'm not going to say which casino we were at, but you don't want to go dine there. I'm just, I'm just saying that's not a good place to go dine. It's a good place to go see a show because they have a wonderful venue. The, the pavilion at this particular casino is amazing. Right. And they had, you know, us and Wade Hayes and Jamie O'Neill. Right. Right. This weekend. And we were the band for all of them. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say I'll learn somebody else's set. Hell, I'd learn you. I'll learn yours, Tate. If yeah. you, if you want to give your band a day off and we got a couple shows coming up, you know, use my band. Yeah. Absolutely. Hell, you used my keyboard player on the, on the last show you did. Or that I, we did together. We yeah, did. Exactly. We oh, did. Mr. Yeah. Tubes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, and he was, he was happy to do it. And I was happy to loan him to you. Um, as it worked out that particular day, as I recall, you got to do your show and then monsoon rains came and we had to cancel our show. You know, so tubes got to play. That that's the funny thing. So I was going to say something like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know when Tate Stevens shows up, we bring, we bring the thunder. Now we bring it. <laughs> you did. You brought the thunder that day for sure. And the rain and the rain. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I, we one only got to do One of my amplifiers is still in the shop because of that day right now. Hey, the first or so we did one that worked out of the four that we had booked this year with you guys. We did one that worked. It was hotter than Hades. It was it was the hot it was the hottest day I'd ever. It, it was the hot, it was hotter than the hinges of hell that day. It was I was sweating out of places that I didn't even I can't reach. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. And I, you know, of course, I, I sweat tying my shoes because I'm fat. But I, I, I literally want. <laughs> I got this new shirt. It was a hooey shirt, right? And I'm I'm all excited because it was like that slick. Like uh, silky, supposed to breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like I'm, a blouse. Just say it. It's a blouse. It is. <laughs> a man blouse. It's a man blouse. Damn it. It's a man blouse. Yeah. Okay, we'll call it that. Yeah. So and and uh, man, I got, I'm all excited. My wife's like, "Oh, that's great. You know, that should be cooler than you know whatever regular long sleeve or what." Man, it stuck to me. I mean, I 
it's, I didn't even make it to the stage, and I'm like, damn it, this thing. I'm like pulling it off me and sticking everywhere. Oh, it was miserable. It was miserable. And and I remember looking out at at maybe a couple hundred people because we went on at like seven, right? So it's still sun's beating down. People are just out there like this. They're just like melting in their chairs. And I'm like, man. And then as it got dark, we were starting to end our show and it started getting dark. And then the people started coming, right? Everybody, <laughs> our show was over and the people started coming out because it cooled off. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's like, you know, that is what it is. But then, then you guys played. That was the only one we got through for the rest of the summer. I remember that night. I and, remember that night. Yeah. It, it, somewhere in Kansas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Edgerton. Edgerton yeah. Can- and yep. then, and then we were over Edgerton. at the lake Edgerton. where that, that lake over there, Milford Lake or whatever that was. Throughout oh, I remember that. Yes. And you guys sound check. We sound check. We're eating. We go to town to eat. And somebody's like, Hey, it is raining sideways out there at the oh, lake. Yeah. So we get out, we get out there. Yeah. Gary, Gary had tarped as much of our stuff and your stuff as he could with the tarps they had. And and luckily they just grabbed guitars and took them into the little camper that was back there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but pedal boards, they just turned pedal boards over. That's all they yeah. could do. You know, they were like, man, we'll just turn them over. Our steel player was pouring water out of his volume pedal. Oh, and, and he's just oh. like, and it stopped. It stopped raining. And it started to clear off while they were looking at the thing. And they were like, well, let's try. We'll try. You know, we got like an hour before you guys start. So we'll do a maybe abbreviated. You just do like 40 minutes. You know, you yeah. guys do like 40. They'll they'll just do an hour maybe and we'll call it good. Get something in, right? So mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, whatever we're going to do. Hopefully our shit works because it was all underwater, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and, and then the guy was like, yep, nope. And here, just here it come. You could see it coming. And, and then you guys showed, they called you and you guys showed up and just started lo- just throwing stuff in the trailer, throwing stuff in vehicles. And I'm like, man, this is terrible. Um, and that's, that day, the sound check was so awesome because Gary Parr has the best equipment and yeah. his crew is so top notch. And yeah. sound check went flawless. Yeah. I, I couldn't wait to get back on stage that night because I, I was like, oh my God, it's, we're going to sound so good tonight. You, you know? know? That, it, I know. I know. And then the next one, it got rained out too. They just, they were just like, you know yeah. what? Just, yeah. just go. Just go. I felt bad. I felt bad for the, but you know what the only uh, silver lining to that cloud is? We might get to do it next year. Yeah, maybe so. Hopefully so. Yeah. Hopefully. I uh, didn't get to see the show. You know, why not? Yeah. We'll do it next year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know, so... I will. So AJ and I over the summer, some of our shows we'd go to, and and some of these fairs I'd played in the past, you know, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, they're just down. The attendance is down. Um, and, what do you What do you think that is? I don't know. It can't be, it can't be a COVID thing because we we're past that now. At I least w- in the Midwest, I would it, hope. Know? I would hope so. Um, but even talking to Craig and some of the other guys uh, that are out, they're like, yeah, we've seen a lot of – of, um, and it's hit and miss. It's not everywhere. It's just weird little – you would think it would be a great, you know, uh, a great show, big crowd. Yeah. And they're free shows. They're not yeah, – I mean, that's- most of them are free. They don't even have to pay, you know. Um, and, and, and you would think they would be more attended – and you're just looking out like, what? What's the deal? You know, I played here 20 years ago, and there was 500 people here, and yeah. now there's 150. 
you know? I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. I, and I don't, I don't know what the deal is. I don't, I don't know what to even speculate. I can't speculate why, I, if this was two years ago, I'd say, well, people are still scared of COVID, but yeah. we're, we're done with that now. We're over it. People, the mindset of most people in, at least in, in the Midwest is that it's just something we're going to deal with. Yeah. We'll deal with it every, every flu season, whatever. Right. You know, yep. uh, but, but I don't think, I don't, well, actually, I do have a theory. The disposable dollar is what we depend on. Now, I studied business in college, and when I took an economics class, the disposable dollar is what is left after you've paid your rent or your mortgage, your car payment, your household bills, all of that. The the dollar that you have left to go out and, and have entertainment on. Let's be honest, with the inflation rate at, at, at what it is right now, that disposable dollar is much smaller than it used to be. So sure. maybe even though people don't have to pay for the concert, they still got to pay for the gas to get there, which is twice as much as it was two years ago. And food. Uh, yeah, and food and, 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 and maybe parking, maybe parking. I don't know, depending yeah. on where they park. But, you know, the, even though the concert was free, the day out, the evening out is not free, you know. Yeah, and, so, and, and that could be. I mean... Even the fair boards, you know, at some of these places, they were like, yeah, it's been down for the last couple of years, obviously COVID, but even before yeah, COVID, yeah, yeah. it was on the decline even before COVID, you know? So we were <laughs> thinking that coming out of COVID, we'd start seeing a little bit bigger crap. People w- want to get out and do something. Well, why not come to the fair, you know? And yeah, and sometimes I'm like, there's no shot that you people make money here. There's not a, I mean, and with a little bit of that they pay me, to do my show, you know what I mean. There's no mm-hmm. no shot they're making money because they got to pay for the rides, they got to pay for all that stuff, all the entertainment for like the three or four to week long whatever it is. We showed up. We were in Liberal Kansas <laughs> this year. Cool little fairground, big fairgrounds, big grandstand, big sound of lights, whole production thing. I get there and I'm looking. I'm like, where the hell are the rides? This is really there were rides? zero rides. So I pull wow. up and I'm like, well, there's the stage. So we're in the right spot. So we go into the rodeo arena there and we start loading our stuff on stage. And I'm like, hey, uh, the lady, super great people. My God. I, you know, the, the thing about the Midwest, it's salt of the earth people. Where, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and they're gracious and, and they're helpful. And you know what I mean? They're just, they're just good people. And, and so yeah. anyway, I, she, I, I was like, uh, where are the rides? She's like, that was last week. They got the, she's like, we got our, the dates mixed up with the carnival people. So the carnival was here last week and this week's the, the concert series. Wow. And I'm wow. like, uh, does anybody know that? <laughs> you know? And she was like, yeah, we're, we're struggling, you know? And, and I'm like, and she was like, and this is the first year that's ever happened. So we don't know how, what's going to go on tonight. Well, that again, that was poor planning on their part. And and she she said that yeah. they they didn't know until it was too late to change with the carnival people, you know, cuz the yeah. the amusement yeah. people they're booked up years out anyway. True. So, um And it's a shame it's a shame that that happened, but they they probably learned a valuable lesson. Oh, I'm sh- I'm sure. I'm sure it's not going to happen to them again, but but exactly. anyway, we show up and and there's a couple hundred people and I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, "My god, man, this is terrible." And I know what they had to pay me to go to liberal Kansas, you know, yeah. and I know what they had to pay for that, the gear that was there, 
you yeah. know. Uh, I, I'm like, I mean, whatever. And they were like, well, it's, it's, it's not cheap. It's not cheap to put on an event like that. No, you got to pay for the production company to bring in staging, lighting and sound. Yep. You got to pay for the artists that are, that are playing. You got to pay for the carnival rides. You, so somebody has to provide all these services, you know? Yeah. And and that's room okay. rooms and meals and, and meals, you exactly. know, for everybody, you know, for the production yep. staff and the the artists. And anyway, I mean, well, now, if, they, if they planned it right, they got rooms. They got some local hotel to provide rooms. Sure, and I'm sure as a, as a, a sponsorship. Yeah, I'm sure they, that they probably. I've, many many times I've been at a little, little county fair where I had to, where my meal was something from one of the food vendors. You know, it happens happens all the time. All happens the time. All I don't mind that. Me, me and my guys don't mind eating. You know, something on a stick. Yep. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we we've anything deep fried. Yeah, deep fried or something on a stick. Something on a stick. Yeah, (laughs) but you know, I mean, so I don't know. Did you guys? Did you guys see um, in your in your summer uh, this year? Did you see anything like that? Was it? Or you know, I mean, shit, maybe not for you guys, but I don't know. It's just weird for for the things that some of the numbers of people, even at the carnival, like the carnival wasn't even attended. If, if there was a million people at the car, if there was a thousand people wandering around the carnival and doing the rides and stuff, and then just no one came to see the show, I would be like, okay, it's me. Right. Yeah. But there wasn't anybody at the carnival. There was no one (laughs) anywhere, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so that I didn't know if you, if you guys kind of experienced a little bit of that too. And, no, so, and I don't usually ask questions. I mean, sometimes I show up and I'm like, there's not very many people here. We're going to give them a show anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And that's my mindset, you know? I, that's I don't, my mindset. So our thing uh, is, I, I don't ask questions why there's not any, any anyone there because yeah. I'm always worried that it might be my fault. Like well, nobody's ever heard of you guys. You know, that's that sort of thing. Yeah, I, and, and I believe me, believe me, I'm, I'm like, I'm right there with you. I'm like, oh shit, maybe, you know, maybe they don't care, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever. But I, you know, AJ, AJ and I, we always have the thing when we walk on stage, I don't care if there's five or 5,000, exactly. you're getting the same show. You get the show. You get the show. Yep. My guys do the same thing. Me and my guys, we always give them the show that, that we, that we have been known for the acapella stuff. Yep. You know, the, the horn dogs thing, you know, mm-hmm. we, uh, we have a little feature where we, a couple of my guys play horns. Yeah. So uh, we just give them the show. We give them the ricochet show that they pay for, that the promoter paid for. Yep. And so I want those, you know, 30 or 3000 people, whatever, to walk away, to walk away from that show saying, wow, I want to see that I again. I can't believe what I just saw. You yeah. know, I'd like I to can't go- believe what I just saw. I will yep. definitely see those guys again. Yeah, I'll pay to see those guys again, you know? Uh, music, new stuff. What's going on? What is what is up with? Uh, is is there a new album coming? EPs? What do we got going? What's what's well, what's I, the next I, year? I, I just I uh, you know, at one point in my career, I was kind of done with the whole Nashville thing, and I had decided that I was just going to move back to the ranch, which I did in 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 uh, 2000, 2008. and I decided all I needed to do was just play the dates that came in go out on the road, play the shows. And I was going to be happy with that. I was going to do that for the rest of my career, however long it lasts. Yep. Well, a couple of years ago, we did a thing at the Grand Ole Opry uh, for Troy Gentry Foundation. Yep. This was in, right before the pandemic in uh, 2020. And there was a guy in the audience named Josh Blight, and he heard our performance and he calls me up later and he says, hey, I want to represent you. He's got a company called Spinning Plates Management. 
And I'm like, no, thanks, man. But I, you know, I'm just going to play some shows and that's all I'm going to do for the rest of my career. Just play shows. I'm not, I'm not interested in anything else. Well, fast forward two more years, 2022. And I get to thinking to myself, you know, I'm not really done yet. I, I want to record new music. I want to, I'd like to hear myself on the radio again, besides just daddy's money. And I'd love to play the Grand Ole Opry. There's things I want to do that I can't do on my own. So I called up Josh to see if he was still interested in signing me. And they were. So I signed with spinning place management back in March of this year. And since then they have got me a new record deal. They've gotten me on the Opry again. They've got me a, you know, a, a bunch of new dates. They signed me with a new booking agency. So I guess I'm out there again. I guess I'm going to do, I'm going to try this one more time. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing, man. It it's, they say you get one shot. They say you, you know, in the music industry, you hear you get one, one legitimate shot. Yeah. Um. But I think if you, even if you had your one legitimate shot, I feel if you come with some something that's strong, that's viable, that people are going to believe, um, and and that. It, it doesn't have to fit today. It doesn't have to fit, you know, the the uh, Walker Hayes and the Florida Georgia lines of the. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it can be Cody Johnson as long as it's good. It as can, long as it's good, and it take, has to be. I, I, and that and that's where I am in my career. I'm I'm gonna. I signed a contract with a, a company called. Uh, 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 give me a minute. Encore Entertainment. I'm sorry. Encore Entertainment just signed me to a three album deal. Well, it's two albums with a third album option. So I'm, I'm already thinking about that third album. I've already got the material to, to give them for the first two albums. So damn, I'm out there again. I just bought a bus two weeks ago in Nashville. I bought a bus and we're going to sign with a new uh, booking agency. They swear they're going to put me on the road twice as much as I was out last year. We'll see. I've got a decent touring vehicle now, so I'm, I'm geared up to do it. I am ready if, if they want to put me to work. And if uh, this, you know, I'm actually starting to get some, uh, some serious XM radio play. I know that's not terrestrial radio, but I don't care. No, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just as good or better. I agree. I agree. So uh, we're, we're starting to get some, some more activity on, and on, on that type of radio. And honestly, like I said, there was things that I wanted to do. We, me and my manager, when we played the Opry a couple of weeks ago, we uh, sat down at a restaurant right before uh, we had to head over to the Opry, and we made a list of goals for 2023. And I, if if uh, this year was any indication, I think they'll do just as good for me this this coming year as they did this past year. I think uh, we'll finally be seeing you know ricochet at bigger venues, maybe. Who knows? Maybe even a a, a bigger tour. Uh, I'd love to be on tour with somebody. You know, as long as as long as the uh, as it makes sense for me financially. I'm not I'm not going to do like I did back in the '90s and go on tour with someone just to be on tour. It's got to make sense to me financially. Okay, you know what I mean? stop right there. I want to. We'll talk. We got to talk about that for a second because a lot of people All don't. Right. A lot of people don't understand. Just because you're on the George Strait tour. Yeah. Just because you're on the Toby Keith tour, it doesn't mean you're getting paid. 
It doesn't That's mean true. that you're making the money that you need to make to pay the guys to to get in that bus, fuel the bus, pay the driver, pay management, pay anybody. That doesn't. But it mean- might make sense for you, career wise. If, if, at that point, if you're if you're if you're a young artist, it might make sense for you at that because you're putting your your music out there in front of people who might not have heard. I mean, when I say people, I'm talking about. Fifteen thousand people a night, yeah, fifty thousand a night. Yeah, that sort of yeah. that sort of crowd. Yeah, you know? yeah, and and that's that's the one good thing about those big tours is that's what it does for an artist. It gets you out to the people that you would have never played in front of before. That's true. Or, that's or true. It, it if you're doing a if you're doing an arena, you know, you're doing seventeen thousand a night. When you walk on stage, if you're first up, you're not playing for seventeen thousand. You're playing for five or six thousand, maybe ten thousand at most. Yeah. But yep. that's ten thousand every single night that gets to hear your new song. So right. when they right. leave that, hey, what was that guy's name? Man, that was a great song. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So then, then, then they hear it on the way home from the concert. They hear it on the radio. So if everybody's got their ducks in a row, it all happens. It works. It, it, it works. But a lot of those people pay to play. Essentially, essentially, you're paying to play. Now, that's true. Yeah. So I had I had a couple opportunities to do some bigger tours like that when I first after the show, they were like, "Hey, we we want to send you out with you know Lady A and some other big artists, and you know it's going to help." And I'm like, "Absolutely." Then they they come back with the budget, and I'm like, "Okay, listen." And at that point, I'm thinking, "How how how do they even?" How would they how how do they how do they go we can pay him that? Yeah. Exactly. That, you know what I mean? Because it was zero, it was it was less. I I didn't do it because I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make sense for me. I can't pay my guys. I can't, and this is a big tour, so it's city after city after city. It's not, I can't get in a sprinter van after the show. Yeah. We're playing mm-hmm. in Detroit, we're playing in Kansas City, and then we're playing in Phoenix. You know what I mean? And yeah. we're either flying or we're busting it, and I can't afford to for fifteen hundred dollars. I said then I ask him, hey, 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 Ken, since this is a means to an end, how about I forego your commission on this date, on all these dates? How about you do this commission free? Yeah. And, uh, so and, that, and that's that's when they find out. And the booking agent, how about them? How about them taking no commission on it? See it because exactly. I was I was with let's, C- let's skim it. since since I'm since I'm only paying my payroll on this and I'm not making anything. You guys don't get to make anything either. How yeah. about that? Let's yeah, try so, that. So I was with CAA at the time, and I'm like, and they're like, you know, no, no one's going to work for free, right? And you should, no, and you shouldn't, and yeah. you shouldn't, unless it's a it's something that you believe in. Hey, I'm going to go. We're going to go do this gig. It's a free gig, whatever. Unless it's some sort of charity event. Yeah. Yeah. Or or it's gonna or it's gonna bring you a lot of money in in down the road, you know. Yeah, sure. It makes or it makes sense. Like I said, it just didn't make sense. There was a couple of things like that that I could have got on, and I'm like, yeah, this doesn't make sense at all. Um, so, but a lot of people don't understand that that oh hey, so and so's out with George Strait because you know whatever, and they're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. They're not paying him. You know, he did he didn't make any money. He, you know, so. Um, but again, now the la- if you have tour support, that helps from the label. You know they're paying. And he gets a cool lanyard. I get some cool. I get some badass lanyards. Shit, <laughs> you know. But but um, no. But so but people don't understand that they don't they don't see they just see you up on the big stage and you're doing the big tours and all that. Um, 
it's kind of funny. I, and I'm I'm glad I'm glad you said that because if it makes sense, then then that's when you do it. You know. Yeah. Um. So okay. So now you. So now is this a ricochet deal? So ricochet or is it a Heath Wright deal? What do we What do we do? It's, it's well, it's a Heath Wright deal. I I'm the only one that signed it. So I don't know if the third album, if they just choose, if they choose to pick up a third album, because uh, it's, it's an option. I don't know if that's going to be a Ricochet album or if that's going to be a Heath Wright and Friends album. I'm kind of leaning towards Heath Wright and Friends. I've always had this passion project in the back of my mind, and I've never talked about it. I'm going to talk about it on your podcast. First time I've ever talked about it publicly. I want to do this thing that's an Oklahoma project. I'm an Oklahoma native. Right. I grew up here and I love Oklahoma. I love everything Oklahoman. And so I want to do something that is a project that was recorded in Oklahoma. Uh, they just reopened the church studio in Tulsa, which was Leon Russell's old studio. Yep. And then uh, 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 Steve Ripley owned it after that from the tractors. Uh, but it's, it's open. It's, it's, it's a full, uh, full production studio now. And they're doing, they're even doing like little small acoustic shows in there. So they, they're brilliant in the way that they're promoting this thing. I went and did a tour through it a couple of months ago. It's just a state of the art, beautiful studio, beautiful facility. I want to do a project in that studio, but I want it to be, every single song needs to be either a subject matter about Oklahoma or a song written by an Oklahoman or a song that was originally recorded by an Oklahoman. And I want to bring that original artist in to sing, sing a guest spot with me. So like, I don't know, maybe I'll have a Vince Gill duet on there. Right. Maybe I'll have a Carrie Underwood duet on there. Maybe I'll have some of the guys from Restless Heart come and join me on, on one of their songs, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm cool. already starting to think about this project. Like I said, it's, it's not something that might, that would probably be something you'll ever hear on the radio, but uh -huh. it's, it's a passion project for me. I want to do it. I want to do it like a duet type album of just Oklahoma artists, Oklahoma songwriters, right? Songs about Oklahoma. It's, it's going to be a, that type of thing for me. You know, ah, that sounds cool. I, I think so. I hope, I hope I can afford to do it. I've, you know, I'll, I'll obviously be funding it myself and then I'll sell the project. If they choose to pick it up, I'll sell it. I'll license it to this, to uh encore if they choose to pick it up. Yeah. So, so, so you, so you, you have a, you have a new management, which is uh, spinning plates management. Josh Blight is my uh, manager. Josh Blight, um, spinning plates. Your record deal is with Encore Entertainment. Encore, and mm -hmm. you have a new booking agent. You said I do. Uh, Travis James's new agency is a, it's an agency called Action Action Entertainment Collaborative. Okay, Action Entertainment Collaborative. All right, all right, Heath. I appreciate it. Guys, listen, if you if you haven't heard of Ricochet, if you don't know their music, if you if you're if you've lived in a cave for the last 25 years, um, you should probably go go to Apple Music, go to iTunes, go to anywhere you can find music, buy music, download, stream, anything like that. Listen to Ricochet stuff. If you if you like harmony, if you like you know that kind of thing, vocal bands and vocal groups. It's one of the best you're going to hear, and um, so make sure you do that. Uh, do we have Do we have a uh, like a uh, Instagram? You You have any of that stuff going right now? I'm sure I do. I, I think my Instagram is like Heathright67 at 
Instagram. I, I don't know. I never go on that shit. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I got a Facebook. I'm old, dude. I do Facebook. Come on. I, I've got a guy that takes care of my Instagram account and, and, and my band a Facebook account. And I don't do TikTok because I hate that shit. Yeah. But, you know, um, would you, <laughs> I tell you, would you please send me, have somebody send me all your stuff, your social media stuff. So we I can, I'll have, I'll have, I'll have Austin send all that shit to you. Okay. Awesome. Uh, anyway, like I said, if you haven't, if you don't know Ricochet, you need to know Ricochet. You need to know the music. And, uh, this is Heath Wright, lead singer, guitar player, um, band. I, I mean, you started it, so. Uh, you know, you started the ricochet thing, man. So my fault. it's all my fault. It's all your, it's all your fault. All right, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you so very much. Thanks for listening to the sweet life podcast. I'm Tate Stevens. And as always, AJ Cronk is with me. We'll see y'all next time. Peace, Tate. Dude, see you, hey man, I appreciate you, brother. I, I really do. Thank you for doing it. Thank you. Take the time. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening, dude. That was a good one. That was good. I mean, both parts, yeah. part one and part two, I think very good. Yeah, and it uh, it dawned on me there towards the end. The very first song I ever played with you was "Daddy's Money." Absolutely at the yeah. uh, at the Opry at the Opry. Yes, yeah. yeah, at the old Middle Creek Country Show. Yep, absolutely. I'm actually yeah. playing. Uh, well, as this releases, it'll be a couple weeks ago. But as we're recording it, yeah, um, here in a few days, I'll be playing with Elijah over at uh, Rutlater's, actually. Oh, nice. At the, the Cowboy Church. At the Cowboy Church. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, listen, Thanks for thank you for listening. And uh, make sure you guys leave us a review, five-star rating, and follow us on social media. Check it out. YouTube, all that. Instagram, all that good jazz. We're there. Anyway, uh, again, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey guys, thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.